0: Arizona gets out hustled in every way and deservedly loses against Purdue. But what can Wildcat fans take away from this? And what can the team take away from that? All that and more on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Arizona loses to Purdue 92 to 84. Now, what happened in this game? First and foremost, Arizona is a uh, team that went into this game with an athleticism advantage and Purdue clearly uh, outworked them. And it was from a variety of different angles. First and foremost, Arizona, um, and again, Tommy Lloyd is a great, great coach. We all know that. But... You kind of got worked by Matt Painter in this game. Uh Purdue was able to get wide open threes throughout the first half and again, these weren't the threes. These weren't the Salim Stoudemire threes where you're pulling up from the cactus or you're making five guys miss. They were running off two to three screens off ball action and they were getting wide open shots. Lawyer is still making threes and Arizona, quite frankly, looked a little bit befuddled out there. And I think that's what was something that was a, uh, I think that's something that was, it's certainly surprising because it didn't look like they were ready for this game. And that to me is a uh, that to me is a little bit of an issue. Now we'll get to Zach Eady. I thought Arizona did a fine job on him, but defensively, this team was just kind of a train wreck in the first half, and it kind of spilled over to the, into the second half at times as well. Now the first thing I think you need to look at is um, defensively, Kylan Boswell was absolutely terrible. Um, there's really no other way to put it. Um, He was lost on screens. Uh, he and Pella Larson kind of took turns uh, giving up wide open threes. And again, against a team like Purdue, that can't happen. Again, these are uh, these is, you've got a variety of standstill shooters that are amongst the best in the country. Again, that just can't happen. Not really sure what other way to put it. Arizona got worked in that re- uh, worked in that regard. And not only did they get worked in that regard, um. Arizona didn't really look like it had a uh, uh, a comeback outside of the zone, which we will get to. I liked the zone that they sprinkled in there a little bit. But again, you shouldn't have to use a zone when you have better athletes than the other uh, than the other team. And then it was just sloppy turnover after turnover. It seemed where you're wondering what exactly is going on here. Um, and these turnovers, these were the debilitating type of turnovers that, as they call now, these are the pick six type turnovers where you're going the other way and it's going to result in an easy basket. And Pella Larson had a number of those. I believe Pella had five turnovers. It felt like it was 15. Um, and again, it just didn't, uh, it just didn't feel right. And in the second half, when Arizona got into the game, um, they uh, uh, went on that 17-4 run it was with Kylan Boswell on the bench and it was with Jaden Bradley in there by the way we got to give Jaden Bradley a lot of credit Jaden Bradley is a dude who um hasn't gotten a ton of fanfare but defensively he has been absolutely fantastic for the Wildcats and um he uh, he and KJ Lewis were able to were the ones that were able to kind of get that game back into uh, get back into reach um and then uh, Arizona goes on that 17 4 run, gets it back to four, and then you bring Boswell back in. You bring, um, you take Jaden Bradley out. And I think people are still wondering what exactly was the uh, the impetus for that because it certainly didn't make any sense to me. Um, again, Tommy Lloyd is what, uh, 7002 as a star or as a starter, as a head coach. So I get it. But that kind of stifled the momentum. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that was certainly working. Then the other thing that I didn't understand at all was going to Umar, or it was going to Umar Ballo uh, t- three straight times against Zach Eady in the low post. Listen, love Umar Ballo, leader of men, Umar Ballo, very good player. But at the same time, um, you know, at the same time, though, he also was somebody who, um, Purdue would be more than okay with taking those shots. That to me made no sense whatsoever. Why you continue to force feed Umar Ballo, especially when you got Caleb love and Keyshaw Johnson, who we're going to get to there in a minute. Um, but, that made no sense to me. And Umar Ballo, leader of men, as much as we like him, is not somebody that is going to pull the Akeem on and uh, take somebody that's bigger than him and do a variety of moves and score. Umar Ballo was basically praying for a hook shot to go in. That, um, again, that's just not good enough. Uh, I don't understand what the theory was there. Um. And honestly, just from a playing, from a coaching perspective, this just wasn't a great game for Arizona. Again, I still believe this is the best team in college basketball, and I think that's going to uh, bear itself out throughout the season. See what I did there? Bear itself out. But at the same time, this was a squad that, um, that didn't look like it was ready for the moment, and that's disappointing. And at the end of the day, again, love Tommy Gunn Tommy Lloyd is an amazing coach but that's also a little bit on him again some of the uh some of the uh, rotations in the first half were uh incredibly bad again I don't know why the plan was to double Edie um because Arizona the one thing that we have found out is when they double they can't they generally can't get back to the three-point line And that certainly happened. And that was a huge problem against Purdue was the doubling not being able to get back to the three point line. In my opinion, that really can't happen, especially when you're dealing with a team that relies on that. These are not guys outside of Braden Smith who are going to make plays off the bounce. They're uh, limited in that regard. And that's just not what's going to happen. So when you double Edie, and sometimes it didn't even really feel like it was necessary. Again as much as uh, I was frustrated with Umar Ballo and what the plan was on the offensive side of the ball, it didn't make much sense to, uh, I mean, he's a big, strong dude, allow him to kind of allow him to match up with ED and see exactly what happened. That didn't happen a lot of the time. And I think Arizona was worse for the wear for it. Um, Again, that was to me, that was an issue that uh, will be interesting to see how that is addressed going forward. But, um, overall though like I said this just didn't look like an Arizona team that was ready for this game and I think that's a little bit of the think that's a little bit of a problem now that's not everybody not everybody was uh there were some players that were certainly ready for this game and we are going to give them their just due uh here in just a moment but again I uh Arizona played a terrible game Purdue played very well and Arizona was down four with about five minutes left so, I can't really uh, sit here and say that the sky is falling because the sky isn't falling. One thing though, that we have found in multiple games though, is who the best players on this team are and who's going to lead them. We're going to talk about that next. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now big, uh, big thing that we got to look at with, uh, Arizona is where exactly, um, who, who are the leaders of this team are? Now, before the season, a lot of people were wondering, oh, why are you bringing in Caleb Love? He only shoots 13% from the field. Well, Caleb Love is saying, aha. Caleb Love was absolutely remarkable in, uh, against Purdue from three-pointers to getting to the hoop to stemming tides. He and, But he's been that dude. Again, there's been some games where he's had some really questionable uh, decisions, but that kind of, you pick up in one end of the stick, you pick up the other. Um, but he has been he he has been in the big moments, he has been fantastic. Again, we talk about it against Duke. Um, he made all, all those free throws, would have kept making them. Uh against Michigan State, uh made the free throw, missed the one free throw, which I'm still surprised about, but then got this game clinching steal, took care of business there. Then um against uh uh Purdue he was the best player on the court. He was the best player on the court by a good percentage. Um, Like I said, whatever you needed from threes to mid range to get into the bucket to defending Caleb love was that guy. And it was to the point where they had Caleb love playing the point. at sometimes love has been a great, great addition for the U of a. And honestly, somebody they haven't had here. Maybe the closest thing in the Tommy Lloyd era was Ben Matherin. Ben was still more of a, a, a forward type, but he could get his own shot. But, uh, excuse me. Um, Caleb love is that dude. And uh, Arizona is uh, much better for the wear for having him because of what he can do out there. I'm a uh, very interested to see uh, how this continues, because I think you could start to make a case that he's going to be the PAC 12 player of the year. I don't know if the numbers are going to uh, put that up there, but uh, his percentages are way up. His assist to turnover ratio is outstanding. Um, and uh, that was something, again, to uh, that I think a lot of people didn't know. Also, it also shows, too, that Huber Davis, um, Doug Gottlieb talked about it before the year that Hubert Davis was the, uh, um, you know, he didn't really put Caleb Love in positions to succeed. Just having a bunch of high pick and rolls and uh, having defenses focused totally on him, not really conducive to getting good looks, good shots. And I think that's something that's bared itself out with Tommy Lloyd, he is not having to worry about that. Not only is he not having to worry about that, um, he is uh, he's getting the kind of shots that he wants. Then, Keyshawn Johnson. Um, if he's not the leader of the team, he's the heart and soul of the team. And he brings it every single game down the stretch. I love when Keyshawn takes the ball and he drives right to the basket. Goes right at people. He's strong. He's physical. And honestly... It looks like he just wants it. There, Every single game, there's never an example of a player that looks like they want the ball, they want the game more than Keisha Johnson. And again, that bared itself out against, uh, I keep saying bared itself out, um, against uh, obviously Michigan State and certainly against Purdue. Uh, he was a man amongst boys up, out- And honestly, from a strength and athleticism perspective, I don't know that Arizona's had a front court player like him since Aaron Gordon. He is, like I said, he is just a unique dude. Not only is he a unique dude, he is uh, somebody that Arizona, obviously a type of player that Arizona has not had in the Tommy Lloyd era. And again, um... Watching him, you just know that this is just kind of a guy that you can tell this is his last year. He wants it. And it also shows you, too, just the difference in styles and how styles kind of make everything. Because San Diego State, again, he did a lot of good stuff at San Diego State, but he was better than a 7-5 and five player. And he's certainly showing that at the U of A. Um, these two guys, though, uh, this Arizona is going to go as far as both of these two players take him. The uh, Arizona's got a lot of other good players, but they're all role players to a certain degree. Uh, Umar Balow, leader of men, he's, he's, he's good. He's also kind of heavy footed and methodical. He's never, there's no real dynamic aspect to Umar, which is going to limit him to a certain degree. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's always going to limit his upside. Uh, Kylan Boswell's kind of disappeared down the stretch in big games. Uh, Michigan State disappeared down the stretch uh, against Purdue wasn't even anywhere really to be found. Um, and then, uh, he obviously was benched, comes back into the game and, uh, doesn't play well there either. Um, and then Pella Larson Pella can finish Pella can defend Pella can't dribble. And when you can't dribble, you're going to be somewhat limited in how far you can really go right now. I think KJ Lewis is going to be an all American NBA type, but he's not there yet. And that is a, uh, that's something that, um, you know, just through the age and the uh, process you're going to go through. And then Mount Crevis, um, love him, Think, uh, but Tommy Lloyd obviously doesn't feel that he is ready for big time, big time basketball yet. I'm not sure that I agree with that, but again, Tommy Lloyd sees him behind the scenes and certainly knows what he's doing far more than I do. Jaden Bradley, big fan of uh, offensively though, still somewhat limited, but you get the point. Um, there's, uh, there's two stars on this team. And then there's a lot of very, very good high level role players. And, um, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. Oh, but overall, I'm not, I'm, I'm dispirited by the effort, but I do believe that if Arizona were to play Purdue on a neutral court, 10 times, they're winning six or seven of those games. I think Arizona is the better team, but again, at the end of the day, Purdue won this game and you got to tip your cap to them. Uh, Matt Painter came into this game with a great plan, a great uh, way of uh, a great, uh, some great decision making and setting his guys up to succeed. And that's something that I think, uh, you know, Arizona just didn't necessarily do. Not everybody has an A plus game all the time. I think this was a case where Arizona certainly didn't bring their A plus game and it came back to bite them, but still not the end of the world. All right. Now tomorrow, We're going to talk about what this game means for Arizona going forward and not only what it means for Arizona, what you could learn from it, what we've learned from it as a fan base, because again, this is still an awesome team that is going to be in the top five all season, not going to drop many games. And um, I think it's uh, fair to say that uh, this is a still a very good time to be a University of Arizona Wildcat fan. But we will be back with you tomorrow. But as always, thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.